All right, I am recording locally. Mark. Hello, and uh, welcome to a bonus episode of Lines Led by Donkeys. Uh, today with me is Francis of a Hell of a Way to Die. How's it going? Uh, Joe, I'm feeling great. I got a couple of beers in me, and I got my podcast and vodka, so we are ready to go. I'm also doing vodka right now, because uh, with Nick being at NTC, I promised him I would not drink Old Crow without him, and it's been really weird. <laughs> That's like... <laughs> That's like the the weirdest, like, I mean, when my wife was pregnant, I was like, well, I guess I can't drink as much as, as I used to because that would be rude. But you're just like, I won't drink this literal specific type of booze without you because I value our friendship. So I'll just get drunk other ways. Yeah. It, uh, honestly, Old Crow's only a thing because of him, uh, because uh, he we record at my house. And uh, once upon a time, he lived like 45 minutes away and it was a bit of a hike to get here. And, uh, so the rule was like, I always had mixer at the house and he always just had to bring the liquor. And, you know, he, at the time he was like an E4 in the army. So it always ended up being really cheap shit. And this one time he brought over a plastic fucking jug of old crow. And I thought it was fucking hilarious. And now we have shirts of it and I'm somehow I've not, <laughs> I have not been sued yet. So going strong. Um, so uh, today we are talking about iron sky, which is until you brought it up. A movie I did not know existed. Uh, I can't. I can't remember. Like I think it was just in the Discord. Like the if if you're a, a a Patreon of either of our podcasts, you you have access to the the Discord. But I think I just mentioned it offhanded to you, and you said no, I haven't heard about it. And then I guess you did a quick Google search, and you're like, okay, we we literally have to watch this movie. And yes. Talk about it. Fucking space Nazis. Uh, and before we get into the the absolutely insane plot of this movie, uh, since you know we're kind of a history podcast, even on the bonus episodes, um, I've talked about the uh, stupid history of conspiracy theories around moon Nazis because that's actually a belief that exists. It's not mainstream because the world isn't that bleak quite yet. But uh, the, the idea that the Nazis have some kind of super weapon, magical rocket systems or UFOs that, that brought them to the moon. Like there was like Daily Mail articles about it. Um, uh, like one of the uh, a picture, which I'm pretty sure is marketing material for this fucking movie, went uh, mainstream. Like, oh, my God, look, it really did exist. The Nazis did go to the moon. It was like the swastika base. Um, and it, it was like such a bad Photoshop. Uh, it was. It looked like something would be like a boomer meme on Facebook, and um, there's like a, a subset of people who believe in this shit. Almost all of them are neo Nazis or Holocaust deniers. To include, uh, we did an entire episode on Holocaust deniers ba- uh, about a month ago, I think. And one of them was Ernst Sundell. He's definitely one of them. He talks about him all the time. And another one is a guy named Richard Chase. Uh, for people who are not aware, Richard Chase is a uh, a serial killer from Sacramento that they, was known as the Vampire of Sacramento, and he once accidentally almost killed himself uh, while injecting rabbit, raw rabbit's blood into his arms because <laughs> Nazi UFOs were telling him to do it. <laughs> you know, uh, I mean, I. I know you said you wanted away from my reaction and literally I have no reaction to any of that. That is, that is, um, that is literally exactly not what I expected, but 100% (laughs) what I expected. That's like, it's like when I found out that, um, gun girl is a flat earther now. And I was like, this is the logical conclusion of this. And when you say a serial killer believes that Nazis are on the moon, like rabbit blood injected into his arms because the Nazi UFO said so. Sure. Yeah. Sure. If he was still alive, because he killed himself when he was in prison, but if he was still alive, he would 
definitely be on Alex Jones' show. <laughs> he would love this movie, too. He'd be like, fucking, you see? You see how this shit works? Yeah. Told you it's real. If it wasn't real, he would have died from all the rabbit's blood. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Iron Sky is a movie that was so great. Uh, my, It was funded by a Kickstarter and has a whopping 37% on Rotten Tomatoes. Um uh, funded by Kickstarter by uh, yours truly, by the way, because um, <laughs> I heard about this and I was like, so this finish and they sh- they showed like they had like a, a thing. They're like, look, there's here's some test footage that we we've shot. And I was like, this looks, you know, halfway decent. Like somebody who knows what they're doing with a computer, you know, made this stuff. I'm in. I'll kick you guys some money. I can't. I I can't remember when it was, but it must have been when I had a little bit of money to to blow on ridiculous stuff. Because I paid however much to get a t-shirt. So I have an Iron Sky t-shirt, which I cannot wear anymore. Because it looks kind of Nazi-ish. I'm not going to lie. Like, it's a, it's a, uh, an iron, like an eagle. Not like the Iron Eagle with the um, arms the, or the wings, like, completely flayed out. But it's like a, a statue of, like, an eagle in profile. Uh, the wings are down. And it's got a pigeon sitting on its head. And the pigeon shit on the top of the Iron Eagle. And it says Iron Sky. And it's like, this is like, you know, kind of ironic. Like, yeah, the, you know, the bird shitting on the, but like, but it looks a little like, I don't want to have to explain that to people. It's like somebody wearing like, uh, you know, a make America great again, hat, like it looks like it, but it says something like, you know, uh, make, uh, peewee hockey great again. Yeah. It's like, I don't want to have to explain that to somebody because from, uh, from afar, it looks really bad. So that shirt is kind of tucked away in, you know, with all my other graphic t-shirts that I don't wear on a regular basis. It's kind of in there. It's like, mm, 2019 is not a time to be wearing an Iron Sky t-shirt. Yeah. And so this movie came out in 2012 and it's supposed to be set in 2018. You know, so it's like kind of future, future-esque. But man, their whole plot fucking point goes out the window if you put like current day optics are like Nazis are on the moon. People are like, yeah, all right. Let them back into America. <laughs> I mean, every, <laughs> they're a voting block the now. Thing, here's the thing about this movie, like watching it again. So I watched it when it came out. I got, I got it on DVD. I can't remember when, when I watched it, but like watching it now in 2019, I was like, Oh my God, this like, there are so many, and we'll go through the plot, but there are so many things about it. Like now that I'm just like, this would immediately happen. Yes, Maybe not like, Maybe not immediately, but somebody would be thinking about it. Like, you know, uh, when the Nazis show up back on Earth and like the president's press secretary is just like, yeah, we need Nazis to write our speeches for us because <laughs> Nazi speeches are what's going to make the president good. And it and it works. And it's like this is like that's kind of a stroke of brilliance, kind of a stroke of brilliance, a horrifying stroke of brilliance. If anything, we need to start watching the more Iron Sky movies because there's a sequel because they're apparently uh, telling us the future because that's what fucking happened. <laughs> like Steve Ben exists and he got the president elected. <laughs> yeah, and and what's his name? Stephen Miller too. Like yeah. you know, fucking white supremacists are writing speeches for the president to say like, ah, oh, these guys. I mean, I'm sure that the president, you know, most of what he says is just him sundowning, but uh, yeah, there's a lot of, a lot of garbage that gets shoved in front of him by like probably people who, who would like read Hitler speeches and just like, yeah, I get it. I get it. I can understand this. You know, we say that and we're recording this today um, and Hitler was quoted in Congress. <laughs> so like, fuck it. Nothing matters anymore. Uh, so I guess uh, 
we we could talk politics all day. That'd be your show. We have to shit on Nazis, which is both, we have to, <laughs> which is both of our shows. Um, uh, so the, yeah, so go ahead. Let's go through the plot here, Joe. Tell, take me through Iron Sky. Uh, so Iron Sky starts in the year 2018, like I said, as a Liberty space mission is orbiting the moon uh, to some really strangely upbeat ukulele music it sounds like um and then the liberty lands on the moon uh which i'm going to assume is the dark side of the moon because that's where this whole thing takes place at and unfurls re-election banners uh it was nothing but a giant uh re-election campaign for sarah fucking palin yeah it is a you got to realize when they were writing this, Sarah Palin was still very much in uh the eye of the world and it's sarah palin is the president basically yeah the and, and it's not her name isn't Sarah Palin. I actually don't even remember catching her real name, but it's definitely Sarah Palin. She has like a really dumb accent, though. I think they switched northern for southern um, and just looks like her. Um, but it's Sarah Palin. Uh, astronauts, uh, uh, American astronauts get out of the uh, lunar rover there and uh, start walking in a spacesuit across the um, the moon. And it looks like it's made out of a combination of uh, of a winter jacket and cardboard. Um, and it's pretty obvious here that they're stretching their CGI budget pretty heavily, uh, which is weird because later on the CGI actually looks significantly better than the very beginning yeah. of the movie. Yeah. I mean, there's space battles that look really good in this. Yeah. And like the secret weapon the Nazis come up with, which we'll talk about later, looks, I mean, it looks like a bad video game, but it looks significantly better than the very beginning. So I'm assuming this it looks was like a well-rendered bad video game. Yeah. So I'm assuming this is shot last and there's like, fuck it stitched together because it looks... Like a weird, it, it looks like someone would wear this to a CrossFit class <laughs> and, in some scenes. And then in other ones, it looks like a PS2 game. Um, and in some of the scenes where he's walking across the moon, uh, where like it's actually a person, not a CGI rendering. It's obviously I want him to look like he's in zero G, but he's taking like four steps and doing like this weird hop to make it look like he's floating. It doesn't really work. Um the tool he's carrying looks like a combination of an iPad and a vacuum cleaner. And uh, using that sweet vacuum cleaner, uh, he finds a Nazi helium mine on the dark side of the as moon. As you do. Yeah, yeah, as what happens. Uh, and then he is attacked by uh, Nazi astronauts. Um, or just, I guess they're not technically astronauts because they didn't fly through space. They're just Nazis on the moon. And their space gear just looks like World War II clothes. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's like if you if you manage to take like the uh the uniform of a Nazi and make it like okay in space like without like full gas mask and everything they they basically are just like what if you just literally put a Nazi on the moon and we're like yeah this this is survivable we'll put a couple more hoses in the back and yeah. there we go he's got oxygen it looks like they just ripped it from Wolfenstein oh absolutely the, right this is Wolfenstein in space basically yeah. Uh, and all their weapons are like World War II vintage, which is, you know, weird that they managed to make it to the moon. But hey, whatever. <laughs> yeah, a fucking uh, moon luger. <laughs> yes. That's one of my favorite parts is like, uh, we'll talk to it to get there, but they start talking about like, call somebody a moon corporal. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah. Hey, very different. Hey, you don't want like earth corporals to come up to the moon and be like throwing their shit around like, bitch, this is your earth corporal and you're on the moon. So guess what? You fucking listen to Moon Corporal. Right. <laughs> like, I would like to think, like, they, they could cope with some kind of German ranking system. No, Moon Corporal. Fuck it. <laughs> the Fourth Reich doesn't really give a shit anymore about optics. Uh, so, of course, the space Nazis have a giant swastika-shaped moon base because subtlety has never really been a Nazi strong suit. 
They uh, put swastikas on everything. Why would they not just make a swastika base? It's it's a swastika with a dome on top is all it is. Um, and so the first thing we see is like a Hitler youth class uh, in session. And apparently nothing has changed since 1945. They're all uh, dressed like they would be back then. Um and they go over their brief history and everything else is kind of garbled where they ran from Germany in 1945 and went to the dark side of the moon. Um, a whole bunch is kind of yada, yada, yada over there to make this make sense, but that's all right. Um, I mean, they had V2 rockets, right? So it can only make sense that they can fucking shoot the moon, right? Sure. Why not? Fuck it. Uh, yeah, the, the, the slave labor built rockets that could barely hit a city sized <laughs> target definitely hit the moon. Um, yeah, I, I, yeah. They just they just shot buzz bombs at the moon and with people on them until somebody survived, <laughs> managed to fuck their way up to the top of the food chain. <laughs> Nazis survived through good old fashioned fucking, which I imagine is like <laughs> through holes in a sheet, but like still fully clothed and through zippered jeans. Um, nothing good happening there. Um, one of the, the so one of the astronauts is captured and brought back with them, and this is probably what. Now it's very it's very important to 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 mention that the captured astronaut is a black model. Like he's not technically an astronaut. Uh, he's just put up there. He was sent to the moon as uh, the president's uh, to 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 boost her numbers, and they call it black to the moon. Uh, and they just sent a black man to the moon uh, who's a model. And he ends up getting taken captured. So there's a lot of like, they're all, all the moon Nazis are very just like, oh my God, look at this black man on the moon. Yeah. What are, yeah. What is with these black people? They literally didn't know what black people were, which is <laughs> like, it makes me wonder what well, the, there's no, the, what do they believe in? Like they're racist as shit because they're Nazis, but at the same time, they're like, what's wrong with your skin? Right. You have to be <laughs> racist against something. Like you have to like acknowledge that black people exist for you to hate them. You can't just be like, ah, uh, I mean, this is just white, I guess. Like, they're, they're like, look, guys, if you're going to do racism, fucking do your homework. All right. You got to make sure that everybody knows that black people exist and they're bad. If you want to be racist against them, you can't just have a bunch of like Hitler youth be like, what is this black person? I don't understand. But that is pretty much like everybody's just like, oh, my goodness, they're they're so this is so strange. What is this? What is this black person? So, yeah. Uh, and, and they end up it's not racism. It's first contact. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Uh, right, it's, it is. It's like they're they're meeting an alien. Like you would think in any one of their um uh their history books, they would mention. By the way, also not white people exist. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I think at this point, everybody's just involved for all the cool hats. I like they're they they never once talk about Jews, which is probably like a marketing decision on their part. And like uh like they don't know what black people are. So like, so why are you Nazis? Yeah, I, I mean, I guess their whole thing is just world domination. Like, it's they they do talk about the Aryan race, so right. they are racist. Um, as in, you know, anybody who's not Aryan is bad. But yeah, they're never. It's always an ubiquitous like anybody not us, not you know, specifically targeting Jewish people or Black people or whoever else. It's just it's just that we're the top of the heap, and anybody else who's not Aryan is going to get shot. I guess. Yeah. Um, they, so they captured the, uh, the, the black model astronaut and, uh, everybody stands there like, and also did they have to, so I understand they wanted to make him not be quite an astronaut because he's not really an astronaut. He's just there to make president Palin look good. And also it really hurts to say that out loud. <laughs> um, uh, it, but like they made him call like the Nazis brothers and shit, which is weird. Um, <laughs> uh, 
This is a Finnish movie, all right? It's not an American movie. It's, uh, hold on, I've got it up. It's, uh, yeah, everybody involved is from Finland. Uh, however, ironically, distributed by Walt Disney Studios and Motion <laughs> Pictures of Finland. <laughs> <laughs> Look, they oh, just did, they just pressed the CD the DVDs, man. Um, but yeah, it's it's a movie that is in Finland, and they have American actors. They have Americans, you know, um, American and German and Australian. Like they they brought people from all over. Like it's not like German people trying to pretend to be American. It is a but it is a movie shot by Finnish um, directors. So it is in some ways it's it's kind of like like you said, like he's. <sighs> They, know, they make him talk like a jive person. Yeah, it is. It's kind of <laughs> it does it does kind of do a shuck and jive thing. And now now granted Washington, which is his name, um he's kind he is kind of a hero and and he's a uh uh a very uh I I love I love his character. I love like everything that he has to fucking deal with and he fucking takes it all in stride. But yeah, he definitely they they do like in the beginning, they kind of make it a, a, a shuck and jive kind of thing, which is questionable. But again, they're Finn. They're Finns. I don't know if they right. know any better. I think they made every black person in this movie designed after watching season one of The Wire. You know, yeah, the only other black people that you run into are like when Washington tries to go talk to black people playing basketball. And it's the same, just like he walks up and they have, you know, to move the plot along they have turned him quote Aryan which they have albinized him made his skin whiter given him white hair and put him in a uh, a, a Nazi uniform so yes. he tries to walk up the up to them while they're playing basketball he's like hey what's up you know you know trying to integrate himself and immediately the first thing they do is pull out their guns now to be fair every single if, one of them has a gun <laughs> but also to be fair if a bunch of you know uh black and latino people were playing basketball and a white man in a nazi uniform walked up to them trying to speak to them in ebonics i fully understand why people would pull their guns out and shoot at him <laughs> yeah especially when they they to be fair they also steal their vehicle so yes they do i get it i get that part it's not they didn't steal it a volkswagen just means people's car francis it's for everybody <laughs> um, yeah they still they still a fucking hippie van like they one of them is still like one of the seven hippie vans that's still running apparently is being is owned by uh, a bunch of black people playing basketball in the bronx <laughs> yes um so god like, if we're if, if i mean if we're gonna uh, if if we're gonna you know talk about how terrible the uh <laughs> Uh, I guess the what the coincidences are would be here all day. So that's fair. Yeah, um, this whole plot is based on random coincidence and racism. Um, so yeah, in the so there's a part when uh, he gets captured and like they pull his helmet off, finally is black, and then he ex- so he's surrounded by I don't know a dozen people, all of them with guns. And he escapes through some Three Stooges type bullshit. Like he grabs his helmet and like spins around in a circle, hitting them all. <laughs> like the only thing missing is him going whoop, 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 and then like just <laughs> jumps off a fucking banister through space. Um, and like he uh, busts through a uh, like a, a, a grate. Uh, like it's a fucking video game. There's just always a grate nearby. You have to bust through. There's always some vents you can crawl through. Yeah, it's like his Resident Evil, Evil game. Hey, look, a vent. Um, and it always goes somewhere important, not to like a fan. 
Um, it, it always directs to a plot point. Yes. In which he falls onto Renata, who is uh, a, uh, a female Nazi, who's the, yeah. um, the, one of the main characters on the Nazi side. She was the one teaching the Hitler Youth uh, exactly. class at first. And uh, when they try to escape, he accidentally exposes them both to the vacuum of space. Sure. Which um, seemingly in this movie only has the mysterious effect of stripping Renata down to her underwear, not killing them. <laughs> that was such a weird, like, I like I they don't bimbo her at all, though. Like, she's the thing that kills me about that whole scene is like, it makes no sense because like she's she's not a stupid character. She has character growth. Like she's not just like a, Oh my goodness. My boobs fell out. Right. Oh, Oh, how terrible. Like, but except for this one scene where it's just like, Oh, my underwear and my, my stockings and my bra, how, how scandalous. And like at no other point in time is she like bimbo fied. Like they do it to everybody else. Yeah. They, uh, the, the president's press secretary in her like skin tight leather leotard at the end. She looked um, like fucking, uh, was it uh, Repulsa from the uh, Power Rangers or like a bad, oh, absolutely. A bad yeah, yeah. Star Trek character? <laughs> yeah, it, like, yeah, it turns out um, space Nazis, really sexist, also not that woke. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. If the, <laughs> this reminds me of this, what, the second Star Trek movie where the, like, the woman randomly changes in front of all the guys without any explanation. And she's in her bra. And it just doesn't fit with anything. Oh, the... Uh- no, I know. Yeah, and the second. So you say the second Star Wars, a Star Trek movie of the new Star Trek. Yes, movies, yes. Right? Yeah. Okay. I was like, when the fuck in Wrath of Khan did that ever happen? <laughs> I mean, Khan was also in it, so this is all getting confusing. <laughs> <laughs> um. So uh, Nazis show up, and the astronaut is almost killed. But talks his way out of it by telling everybody he knows the president. Uh, as one does, I guess, uh, the Nazis laugh at the astronauts technology, uh, because they go through all the shit and they find like his cell phone and they point out like, this isn't a computer. This is a computer. And so one of those giant, like water cooled wall monstrosities, it's the size of a small room. Yeah. I like that in, uh, in roughly 70 years, technology on the moon has not gotten any better for the Nazis. Right, but they've managed like, to come up with like a totally enclosed city with like uh right, like totally support enclosed systems. City and yeah, and and a uh and ships like dirigibles like space you know, zeppelins. As, as right, a space zeppelin that can shoot out UFOs like we can do that all day long. However, as the cell phone, oh, oh my goodness. Can can't understand such a thing yeah i i believe i believe steve apple um like clearly it's <laughs> some kind of secret weapon that we're keeping from the nazis um so also at this point we find out that even though the nazis ha- have been openly speaking english and like fits and spurts throughout the entire movie they can't seem to talk to washington um why is that because they don't understand black people they blame it on was it um an accent i think <laughs> And that, like, seriously, that's the reason it's given. And then, like, they completely fix it later on. I guess it's because they turn him white. Um, the Nazis only uh, decide the only way to fix this problem is so the only way Nazis fix any of their problems, and that's through phrenology. Um, and they want to measure his brain. Um, and in what it probably is one of my favorite parts of the entire movie uh, is the is the U.S. at the U.N., uh, their representative explaining to them that their Earth mission or their their mission to the moon went missing, 
and uh, they have to explain it was all just a really dumb re-election marketing scheme. It went going wrong, and that it's not that dumb when you think about it, because it shouldn't surprise anybody. Uh, senators spend hundreds of millions of dollars to get re-elected just to get put in dog shit posts in the middle of nowhere. And uh, it's like you know, and and that when you when you think about that, like for how much money we uh, our country spends it on elections, like if somebody really did launch like an Elon Musk fucking rocket to the moon saying like cruise 2020 would any of us really be shocked i'm you know i'm i'm honestly surprised it has you know that that'll be howard schultz's thing when when he finally uh decides he's all in uh as an independent ticket to to strip you know votes from the democrats that's what it's going to be he's going to uh rather than do an airplane he's going to do like some sort of like low flying or he's going to figure out a way to like project on the moon or something. <laughs> I hope he's on the rocket wherever it goes. And then it misses uh, <laughs> that coffee bitch can die. Um, and I say that as someone who's currently sitting in Washington state, his coffee sucks balls. Um, hey, you know what? Look, Starbucks is perfectly fine. If I need to get a cup of coffee and the line at McDonald's is too long. It doesn't matter there. I mean, I, I don't know. I, it's better than the uh, racist black rifle coffee, I guess. <laughs> yes, that's true. Um, Not by much, but a little bit. You know, at least like Starbucks employs pe- like tons of people, a lot of them veterans, and a lot of them interpreters, uh, which Black Schultz, Rifle does not do. Schultz isn't. He's not even the CEO anymore, and is he? He's no, just a he's rich. Not. He's just a rich dude who's bored. He's like he's like the Minecraft dude, Notch, who's just like rich and shitty online who i challenged to fight to recently <laughs> <laughs> i i'm like yep this is how i get banned from twitter uh challenging the guy who made minecraft to a fist fight um still good though nobody's banned me so i'm good to go <laughs> he looks like a human thumb with a chin strap beard it's weird there's like some I, some kind of I under i just can't imagine being that mad online like if i had a billion dollars a billion dollars because i made some like and to be fair i played a shitload of minecraft back in the day so i get it like it's an addictive fucking game but like if i had a billion dollars i would still shit post online but like oh yeah in a, in a way in a way in which i don't give a fuck like rather than I, challenging random people to fights like notch did like he looks he he has the body type of a hefty bag full of cake mix and he's challenging people <laughs> to fight him like, i would literally pay entirely too much money to watch him fight anybody literally anybody that's good entertainment <laughs> yeah i mean and it's it's funny to not to get too far too far off the topic but like all the, all the games that he's tried to launch after that fucking suck ass <laughs> yeah i never played it, minecraft but it just looked like somebody made a video game out of legos and just changed it, it enough not it to get was. sued and you know what i bought i for 10 bucks i bet i bought it like when it was in the alpha or the beta or something and i played it and i was like this is fun and then like minecraft really took off and i'm like i'm gonna go back to this and see what oh jesus christ this is all confusing and i need a wikipedia page up to understand what the fuck i'm doing <laughs> nope done done Made it too complicated. I'm I'm fucking 36 years old. Goddamn it, Joe! <laughs> can't be doing this shit anymore. Uh, that's why I stick to really bad PC games that aren't Minecraft. And much like uh, uh, my love affair with bad PC games, there's a love story in Iron Sky, and that is a really bad loop around. But um, there, there's a there's a love story in this movie, and it sucks. Um, 
Klaus, Klaus Adler and Renata. Yeah. Renata, the, uh, the teacher who is teaching all of the young Nazis, German and English and teaching them all about, they watch, oh, we didn't, we didn't mention, they watch, uh, the great dictator. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the Charlie Chaplin movie, but they only watch 10 minutes of it. Yes. Uh, a movie that is like an hour and a half long. They only watch 10 minutes of it because they've condensed it down to like the most propaganda uh, stuff that you can of like Charlie Chaplin was like, and I'm going to go and I'm going to, you know, unite the world with, uh, with what I do. And of course, like the great dictator is him, you know, making fun of, uh, of Hitler and Nazi. And there's a whole speech at the end about how like, fascism is terrible and everything but they don't know that they only have the 10 minutes so klaus atler is uh the square-jawed blonde-headed uh man who is going to be the next fuhrer of the uh the fourth reich and so he they they decide um so basically what they find they have this the secret weapon the the gotterdammerung which is a giant um spaceship and they find out that they can hook up their uh, Washington cell phone to it, and for a moment, it like you know the God of Demeron comes alive, and oh, good, the uh, the the processing power of this way better than anything we have, and then the phone dies uh, of no electricity. Because why would Washington have brought one? Why would Washington have brought his fucking iPhone on a right. ship? <laughs> Is he getting getting fucking service out there? Uh, so they like, all right, we're going to send Klaus Atler and uh, a group of people and Renata ends up tagging along without him knowing. They send him down to Earth to go get basically more of these uh, phones and they uh, albinize Washington. They turn him into a white man, basically, uh, which was very like reminiscent of uh, of every um, Chappelle show, like whenever yeah. Dave Chappelle would do the white makeup and the and the wig and everything. It looks just and like put him. him in a, yeah, and then they put him in a uh, a Nazi uniform, and then they do so like the, said, they steal that entire scene from fucking Doctor Strangelove, where he fights his arm trying to throw up a Hitler salute too. <laughs> yeah, he he yells Heil Hitler, and like Washington is trying to fight his arm down from doing a <laughs> doing a Hitler salute. So they end up they go back to Earth and everything to to get more information and uh while they're driving around washington sees um the uh uh vivian wagner a very very fucking german name vivian wagner is the campaign advisor to uh the sarah palin president and so he's just like oh oh that you know she knows the president let's stop and pull over and and get her so they end up just basically kicking washington to the curb and grabbing uh grabbing the campaign advisor so like and and earlier like there's a whole like the the president was like god damn it get me something to make my numbers better we lost these people on the moon and vivian is is you know put it out to her people and they all gave her you know things that weren't good enough oh this is shit what the fuck's the matter with you she's all yelling and screaming and then she's like oh my god nazis that's the answer we need Nazis to write all of our uh, all of our speeches, and basically all they did was change the armbands into like a pink and blue like transgender flag, but with a V on it for for I guess Vivian, but <laughs> for herself. But like they're just they just like you know come here and write speeches for the president, and but like nothing else changed. They were very obviously still Nazis. Yeah. And this is uh, kind of like a really big stretch here. Like there's no, this is such a twist because there's absolutely no way in real life that someone who's clearly not qualified for president would ride to popular support on thinly failed fascist 
bullet points. Like it just wouldn't Absolutely happen. Absolutely not. Joe, that would never happen in America. Yeah. Not my America. That's why not we had the electoral college. To, <laughs> not an America that you and I fucking went to wars for. Definitely not. Definitely not. So, uh, so yeah. So obviously, this uh, this president does very well with all these Nazi speeches. And the the thing is that uh, Washington has been like presumed dead, and so he just turns into a homeless man who's on the uh, street corner screaming about moon Nazis, like any good which, veteran like, of the space force. Right, and like the thing is though, is that like if he's supposed to be a white man doing this, he should have been picked up by the Infowars guys at some point in time to come <laughs> talk about, or Joe Rogan or something. This is actually the know. Paul Joseph Watson origin story. <laughs> right, yeah, uh, Paul jo- Joseph Watson just sitting it's like, oh, uh, you know, conservatives are getting better at comedy, and it's making uh, liberals. Uh, afraid and yes. it's just him screaming about moon Nazis at the top of his lungs. <laughs> Fighting a rat over a piece of pizza or something. <laughs> so uh, as, as everything um, in a very uh, unlikely happenstance chance Renata walks by Washington and she's just like oh Washington he just snatches her up she's like I got her I got one of the moon Nazis. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, there's a there's a great scene where they they end up kind of like you know kind of reconciling and she's just like no no it's fine we're gonna you know bring like she is a true believer in, in in the whole like the Aryans are gonna you know make Earth better and they they go to a movie theater and they watch the the Great Dictator the full length version of it and she's like oh, I didn't watch all of that. And then he points out, he's like, look, there's some fucking Nazis over there. Why don't you go say hi to them? Yes. So of course, it doesn't go well. Nazis. Right. They go over. And of course, the first thing they do is just like, hey, we're, we're going to rob you and rape you. Yeah. And she's like, and, and, you know, they, you know, get away and everything. And it's like, oh my goodness, apparently Nazis are bad. Who would have thought? <laughs> they just have so much economic anxiety, Francis. You just, we can't possibly understand them and that's like i think it's funny like oh man all the nazis outside the moon are really bad <laughs> where did we go wrong in this They're... you know and that that really is what the the whole renata like her uh her her eventual like as she goes along as her character development is like oh my goodness you know the nazis are bad but like for her it's like no what what you wanted to do was good. It's just understand that the whole Nazi thing is bad, but what you wanted to do was good, but just not like this. Yeah. And of course, Herr Atler is the, you know, so, so Herr Atler is, you know, rising among the ranks as a, uh, a speechwriter, but like everybody else, uh, especially Vivian, who is the, the campaign manager, uh, is just like, woo, yeah, we're doing great. You know, the president's doing great. And Herr Atler, Atler is still just like, this is staring off into the middle distance with a, a leather glove fist clutched. Like, <laughs> I will, I will get these people. I will, I will, you know, bring about the fourth Reich on earth. And she's like laughing and she's drunk and she really wants to fuck him. Like really wants to fuck him. So they go back to her t- her hotel and they're wanting to bang and then like the actual Fuhrer shows up and uh you know Atler uh Herat Klaus is you know very thrown off by it there's a whole back and forth and then Vivian like kind of pops up behind a bar and guns everybody down saving her man Klaus Atler 
Uh, and then Klaus kind of realizes, ooh, I'm the Fuhrer now. Uh, I don't need you, Vivian, and kind of throws her to the side and gets onto a ship and fucks off back to the moon to go start the invasion, which is like one of the greatest things I love about Vivian is that she's such a two-dimensional person. Yeah. Um, in that she's just like, I would have fucked you and we would have brought about the Fourth Reich, but you decided to not fuck me. So therefore, I will murder the shit out of you forever not only that i will nuke the moon (laughs) right that's her whole thing like every bit of her personality and like i hate to like the and the thing is about vivian is that like there are you know female characters in this movie that have like renata has growth uh you know there there's a lot of characters that have a lot of growth and but i love that this is such like just a b movie that you can have somebody who's just like you won't fuck me that's fine I will literally blow up the moon to fucking get my revenge for you. And I love that. I love that about this movie. And I love Vivian for that. When she shows up in her fucking leather leotard with like crow feathers on the back. On, <laughs> holy shit. I was just like fucking into it. Like, let's go. Let's go. Let's kill this motherfucker. Also, you know, when I'm starting up, which is like the f- the first United States armed space vessel, I'm going to put it in charge of a campaign manager because fuck it. Why not? Yeah, I don't even know how she made it up there. Like, in 2018, <laughs> apparently you just have shuttles going up into space for no fucking reason. Yeah, thanks a lot, Elon Musk. There's yeah. fucking uh, stupid Tesla missiles going up all- every other hour, all of them just bringing up scorned women. So, there, there's a lot of... So, uh, Atler goes back to the, the moon, and he wants to start bringing on the fucking space zeppelins and space UFOs to come and, uh, and start taking over the Earth. So, as soon as the UFOs show up on Earth and start blowing things up, the, you know, they do the blow up the Statue of Liberty, because everybody has to fucking blow up the Statue of Liberty, because, you know, what could be more of a uh, symbol of liberty in America than the Statue of Liberty, a thing that was given to us by the French? Um, here's the thing. Here's one thing that, while I was watching this, my brain screamed at me. Correct me if I'm wrong, Joe. All right. If... You are calling in an A-10 Warthog. Yes. It is for air-to-ground, correct? Yes. Not air-to-air, correct? Uh, I'm assuming someone will say there's a configuration out there for air defense, but yeah, it's definitely a ground attack craft. Okay, I was going to say, maybe there is some sort... Like, there's a lot of, like, F-14s, F-16s, a lot of jet fighters that were fighting the, the UFOs, but the first thing you see are, like a squadron of A-10s doing air-to-air, and I'm just like, one, I don't know how you scrambled this, like, in <laughs> New York City. Like, where, is there, where are there A-10s anywhere near New York City that are ready, that are at a, on a quick reaction force at any point in time? Like, I'm sure there are QRFs in, you know, in major cities ready to go, ready to scramble at any point in time. I'm going to go ahead and say they're probably not A-10s. I'm going to say you're probably right. And like the, the, it, it shows that either these stupid flying saucers suck at dogfights or A-10s are just the underdog of air warfare or something. <laughs> you know, and but God bless them, man. Those A-10s were they fucking showed up to the fight and they did some shit. So also like the U.S. has like has legitimately the wet dream of a space force in this movie. Like they have a space battleship and they're going to scramble A-10s for for stopping a space invasion well you know they so so let's let's move on to that because that's a that's a very great scene um in in which uh the the 
moon Nazis start showing up. And so there's this whole like UN um, round table. That's very reminiscent of Dr. Strange love. Definitely. The war room, you know, that obviously lifted directly from that. <laughs> and I love that. Like the moon Nazis show up and everybody, like all these like representatives from the countries all around the world. They're just like, Oh my God. Oh my God. What's happening. And like the representative from North Korea stands <laughs> up. just like, yep, that's us. That's us. And everybody's like, all right, sit the fuck down North Korea. And he just looks nobody so believes sad. You have Nazis on the moon. <laughs> he looks so sad that nobody even bought it for a second. You know that like, right. Like that, that whole is just like, look, just anything happens. Just say it's us. Yeah. So, uh, uh, of course, you know, the, the, the Nazis start, you know, the, uh, the air dirigibles come and the, the slides open up from the dirigibles and more UFOs come out. So there's a whole space thing and they're just like, well, you know, go into space battle mode, America ship. And all of a sudden, all of the other, <laughs> the George W. Else, Bush, it's the George yeah, the W. George, Bush, <laughs> George W. Bush, uh, you know, opens up and it's like, they have, uh, nuclear missiles and they have machine guns and everything and then everybody else is just like yeah well okay let's go ahead and do this and the thing that I love about this is that the only the only country that doesn't have that hasn't armed their people is Finland who made the movie <laughs> who made the movie right it's the Finns the president's like did any did, who who didn't do this and the Finns is like ah uh, it's like this is a violation of uh, of the the you know space weapons treaty it was like you violated it. it's like we're America everybody expects us to violate it yes I like how the Russians armed the mere fucking space station <laughs> oh my god the mere the mere fucking opening up and spinning out some fucking missiles was phenomenal. <laughs> Oh man! So everybody starts shooting at each other. Um, the the Gatodamarung kind of comes up out of uh, out of the thing, and then uh, they they blow it up. Well, first they they want to like blow up the Earth. They want to start shooting the Earth, and they're like, "Well, we we don't have a firing solution for it." And they're like, "Just fucking blow a hole in the moon. I don't give a fuck." Because Klaus Atler don't give a damn. And so they blow up a chunk out of the moon, and then they're getting ready to shoot at the at the Earth. But uh, Renata gets Klaus Atler to do a Heil Hitler into a broken <laughs> into a broken lamp. You you missed the part where how she distracted everybody by playing the Nazi national anthem. <laughs> the national, she broke it, a, a it, fucking glass box that in case you need motivation, break glass. When like this is how I assume everybody wants an NFL game to be. Like you just fucking hit that is, and you crank this that is bitch. that mission. This is that mission barbecue place where like they play the national anthem like on the hour and it's like if you don't stand up and like salute in the middle of like eating barbecue, they'll like kick you out and shit. Is that it really like, that, a that thing? Is mission barbecue. Oh god, yeah. Oh my oh, god, god yes. I've never heard of oh. that. <laughs> oh yeah, look up mission barbecue. I've heard I've heard about it. It's I think it's like in Texas or something. But, of course yeah, it is. Of course it is. <laughs> it's a, there was a time I was in fucking Branson, Missouri, where uh, a very very southern uh, Missouri area, and uh, we're my wife and I and my kid were at a steakhouse and we were sitting on the patio and like there was a little like outside kind of uh, square and they started playing like at five o'clock they started playing the national anthem. And like everybody was just kind of sitting around, like, uh, uh, what do we do? And like one guy with one of those like Vietnam hats stood up and like saluted. And then like half of the diners stood up. I just remember, like, I'm not, fuck I'm eating. I have a fucking steak in front of me. Fuck off all of you. <laughs> and it was like, it was so funny because it was like half of the people stood up and half the people were like, man, no, no. 
that's a nice little thing that's happening down there. I'm not doing that. Yeah, that's dumb. That's that's weapons grade dumb. Yeah. But apparently there's a barbecue place that they'll kick you out. I want to go there because I want to try it, and then when I want to see if I get kicked out before I have to pay the bill. That's a good call. So, Because I'm probably moving back to Texas in like two, three years. I'm going to definitely do that. I'll just like, why are you moving back? Why are you moving back to Texas? Uh, because I hate myself, Francis. <laughs> I mean, you're in the Pacific Northwest, and to be fair, like the two weeks I spent in Seattle were nice, but I wouldn't stay there for the rest of my life. It's simply unaffordable to live here unless you're a tech douche. And seeing how I'm a writer and a podcaster, uh, nobody's paying my bills anytime soon. Uh, hey, come to come to St. Louis, brother. <laughs> oh man, you can buy a whole lot of you can buy a whole lot of fucking house for not a whole lot of money here. And also, it's not Texas. That's always a plus. <laughs> I mean, it's Missouri, but it's not Texas. I did spend some time at Fort Leonard Wood in the in like August, mm. and it sucked ass. Okay, yeah, yeah. Let's let don't don't let don't let Fort Lost in the Woods fucking uh uh you know paint what St. Louis is because like it's still like you know uh, weather wise garbage in August, but at least the zoo is free, so. That's nice. I, maybe I can finally take Nick to the zoo. <laughs> <laughs> are you are you adopting Nick after he gets out of the army? I kind of have like to. He's going he's gonna to ETS. He's just like, so where are we going, man? And you're just going to have to always have like a basement room for Nick. Oh, we've already accepted it. Like he, he stays in my guest room a lot. His dog's over here like 90% of the time. Uh, like he works out in my garage gym. <laughs> he just lives with me. I mean, look, dude, I have a roommate who I've been living with him for like 11 years at this point. And like my wife and I were, we're thinking about buying a new place and moving out of the house that we're in. It's like, well, I mean, where's Roy going to stay, though? And we always have to like have that consideration. So congratulations. <laughs> you have a Roy now. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's you ever watch Half Baked. He's my guy on oh, the God, couch. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so. Probably one of the most, well, you already talked about how he throws up the Hitler salute and then fucking electrocutes himself. And then he gets stabbed in the, Adler gets stabbed in the fucking head with a shoe. And that's how he dies. Of course. With a heel. <laughs> sure. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, they, they crash the god the, the god of Dermarung. Uh, and then Renata is kind of like, she she's still on the moon. Uh, Washington blasts off in a uh, uh, an escape pod. And Renata is saying, and like all the the Hitler youth are still there, but it's not just the youth. There's you know older people, and they're like, "Well, what, when can we go to Earth? What do we do?" And she's just like, "No, don't throw out the the Nazi salute anymore. We'll go in peace and everything." Uh, which is going to be kind of questionable because, like, as, as the uh, the the spaceship, the uh, George H W. Was it George W. Or George H W. I can't remember which. I think one they it was. went with George W., but I could be wrong. I don't know. Uh, they're both the fucking same asshole, except one of them's still alive. <laughs> Maybe they named after George H. W. Bush's it, dog. It's a, it's a George. It's the George W. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. After like all of the uh, the spaceships like you know work together to to fight back the Nazi hordes and everything, and uh, Vivian is is, <laughs> is Vivian is asking like the the crew chief is just like. Do you think it hurt? Do you think he suffered? Like she's still like her whole thing is to 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 blow to kill and hurt Adler, and then she's you know she tells the the president down on Earth she's just like oh there's something helium three up here, 
And the president's like, oh, I don't give a fuck what's that. And the defense minister is just like, that would make us energy independent for like a thousand years. And she's like, yep, that's ours. It's ours <laughs> now. And we're going to deal with it. And then so it becomes like all of the countries start immediately like brawling all of the uh, the the heads of state. And then the defense minister like screams like defend that helium three and she's like against who? She's like against everybody. Yeah. So it immediately turns into a brawl on Earth and then a space fight in space in which like you know everybody is like fighting each other, and then a, <laughs> a nuclear war on Earth. Yeah. The the UN and- devolves into like a Taiwanese parliament meeting where they're all jumping over and punching each other in the fucking face. It's awesome. And. And the uh, the the ending, um, it's not the Star Spangled Banner. It's a version of the Star Spangled Banner, which is just phenomenal. And I want to go find a version of it. The which is does your uh, uh, your stars still uh, shine? Do your rockets still red glare and everything? Fucking loved it. And and yeah, it's it's like like I said, like watching it now as somebody in 2019 versus when I first watched it, maybe 2015 when I was still like an irony laden dipshit who, you know, saw politics as like funny rather than serious. Right. Like now it's just like, Oh my God, that would actually probably happen. Like we would immediately go to war for that shit. The only like, thing that's like be a not bit real better, for, for me for this, like the only thing that's not real is like, Oh look, the U S is a spaceship. It didn't take fucking 60 years and $800 billion to be, fucking crashed into the sea by general dynamics or something yeah that's a really nice spaceship that they have too it's got artificial gravity and everything yeah. in it like that was that was that was something i kind of noticed like the, i don't know i don't know what you know future planning was going on in this but like that's a really nice spaceship like our spaceships currently like you see the astronauts up there and there's like always like exposed wiring and yeah. shit like because at any point in time, they're like, oh, I might have to go hotwire this fucking this fucking space station to do something. And like the, their uh, so, escape thing looked like the... Do you ever watch Futurama? Their little escape pod looked like the Scooty Puff Jr. <laughs> it does. <clears throat> Apparently, they didn't remember when Fry warned them all that the Scooty Puff Jr. sucked. Yeah. So, Joe, how'd you like this movie? I don't know. I I like I am legitimate <laughs> I'm I'm legitimate. I've not been this confused about a movie since I watched the movie that the Wu-Tang Clan put out a couple of years ago. <laughs> like I don't know if I liked it. Like it I I don't know what they were trying to do. I mean, they're obviously trying to satirize a lot of shit, but like I don't I my brain hurts, honestly. I I don't know if I'd watch it again, but I would definitely watch the second one because I'm in so far now. I have to know what happens. You know, there's a lot of bad movies I've seen multiple times, but this is only the second time that I've watched this movie because I watched it once and I was like, that was great. And I never want to watch it again. And, and now, you know, I watched it again for this, for, for this show. And again, I'm just like, okay, unless I have like a specific reason to watch this again five years from now. I'm never going to watch this movie again. But the trailer for for uh, Iron Sky 2 certainly does have Hitler on a Tyrannosaurus Rex that he named Blondie. God so damn it. Now I have to I'm watch kinda, it. I'm kind of into that. And, you know, it's uh, it, it starts... The, the first trailer that I watched was the Sarah Palin president who's just like watching the nukes the nuclear bombs go off and she's just like Ugh. and she gets on a helicopter and the helicopter flies to like the antarctic 
and she gets into a little shack and just has to climb like hand over foot down into the hollow earth. And like, I don't even know what the plot is, but I'm 100% in. And I think that movie has been made and I have watched all of the Starship Troopers movies. So I will (laughs) certainly watch, I will certainly watch another, uh, fucking iron sky movie. Um, I just, it's, you know, I don't, I'm going to say I don't regret giving them money because they made exactly the movie that I thought they were going to make. And it just, just because my expectations, like I watched and I was like, okay, I, I, this is what I expected. And you know, I, this isn't what I wanted, but okay. I'm with it though. I, I, you had me at Hitler T-Rex. I mean, I, I have, I have to watch it now. And yeah, I'm not sure if I'm like, I'm just so thoroughly entertained by the concept or I, I want to retire because two of these movies have been made and nobody has pitched me a movie script for Hooligans of Kandahar yet. <laughs> like, uh, Hitler T-Rex can be made. My, but, but me, no, 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 can't happen. Um, well, look, we already made, they already made a, uh, a uh, generation kill. We don't need another like movie about sad veterans being sad. We don't, but my mortgage does Francis. Uh, <laughs> well, then you need to go back. Then you need to go back to Iraq and fucking ride a Tyrannosaurus Rex into battle. You know, one of the That's other, there's another Kickstarter. There's another Kickstarter that I, uh, uh, that I backed and I can't remember what it was called. It ended up failing oh. sadly, but it was about a T-Rex that fought during World War II, like on the <laughs> Allied side. Holy shit. And, oh my God. Like I have a postcard still on my refrigerator, I think. I'll, I'll have to pull it off and send you a picture of like, it's a T-Rex with like a, 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 an M, M2 machine gun strapped to its chest. Like, <laughs> and the whole, like all the video was like of it, like, you know, walking across like no man's land with a machine gun. Like they had trained a, a Tyrannosaurus Rex to like just run. It was like, this is fucking ridiculous and I love it. And uh, the Polish trained a bear how to load an artillery. So anything's possible. Seriously, I mean, I'm not even making that up. <laughs> the bears probably got the uh, the strength for that kind of shit. So fucking why not? I mean, a bear could have done my job. I'm, everybody knows tankers are stupid. <laughs> so fuck it. <laughs> but a bear couldn't. But could you fit a bear into a tank? Though is the question. Uh, they could barely fit you into a tank. That's true. I don't know. Small bear, uh, cub, maybe like a sun bear, maybe. Yeah, or a panda bear. Red, put red put panda. one of those smaller ones in there. Red panda. <laughs> It'll be adorable and incredibly irresponsible it's kind of right up the army's alley <laughs> adorable and irresponsible so it's a so it's an e2 <laughs> that's right it's like uh, that stupid fucking tweet that uh, got stolen by uh, a couple people on facebook that i sent out like hey i can't vote or smoke or drink army's like lol here's a tank <laughs> you know uh uh worse things the army has done worse things Probably not recently, but, uh, you know, certainly there are uh, certainly worse things than that. Um, though I, I think one of my, one of my buddies, uh, was one of the younger, well, so he said he was one of the younger snipers. He joined at the age of 17 and here's the cool thing about joining at the age of 17. Uh, when you join up, uh, you have to get your parents permission. Yes, you do. At 17. Yeah. So I had to get my parents to sign a permission slip for me to join at the age of 18 of 17. Uh, my parents, however, would not sign a permission slip for me to play football. Because that was too dangerous. 
So we were, uh, I was in uh, advanced placement, uh, like literary class in high school, because it's like literally the only subject is ever good at. And one of the the books I had read was the Motley Crew book, Dirt. And oh my god, watch the movie, dude! I, I need to, and uh, but oh, it's, it's so vile. Apparently, uh, I ended up reading Ooh. the book later, but um, it's so like they required a permission slip. I brought that home, and my mom's like, "Absolutely not! You're not reading that." Fast forward like three months, you're like, "Yeah, you can go be a tank crewman." And signs in that line, <laughs> <laughs> dude. The um, that's another like, I I'd be interested. Uh, I'll I'll have to do an episode of that with my wife probably because she loved that book because she grew up like loving Motley Crue. Um, Mick, uh, what's his name? Mick, uh, Mick Mars is played by Ramsey Bolton. Oh, that's going to be weird. Oh my God. It's so phenomenal. He's, he's like the best person in that because he, cause he's the old man of, uh, of Motley Crue. So he's just like all you fucking kids, Jesus fucking Christ. But he's, but he's Ramsey Bolton, and it's phenomenal. It would have with like with big black hair. It would have gone over a lot better for like a lot of women if he went full Ramsey Bolton, just started chopping dicks off. <laughs> like he would have stopped. He would stop the spread people. of herpes. You know, one of the best things that Molly Crew ever could have done is flay people on stage. <laughs> this next album is called "The Flayed Man." Uh, <laughs> just like a human skeleton with fucking done up eighties hair. Well, um, Francis, thank you so much for giving me this this experience of a movie that that has been thrust upon my life. And thank you for coming on the show. Infecting you, infecting you with this movie in which we will have to watch the second because, like I said, I have not watched the second movie. You'll have to come on to my show and we'll we'll review the second movie. That's a deal. I don't know if we'll talk about if it's fascist or not. I'm sure it will be in some way or not. I mean, do you think that this movie was fascist? Um... I mean, Sarah Palin was president and ended up being one of the good guys. So I don't, I don't know what to make of that. But, but not really, <laughs> because they all went to war at the end. So and, you know, it's everybody's fascist in their own way, I guess. In the end, yeah, the real fascism, fascism is the fascism fascism we made along the way. We made along the way, <laughs> exactly. But I have no choice but to watch it to experience the second movie. Now, I, I, I have to do this to myself. Well, I'm, I'm excited. We'll, we'll give it, we'll give it a little bit of time, but we'll, uh, we'll. We'll watch that fucking garbage together. Of of course. Um, I know, every obviously everybody knows um, that you're one of the hosts of Hell of a Way to Die, but go ahead and plug your pluggables for those who are not oh, aware. Oh, yeah. If, if, you're not, if you're not listening to uh, Hell of a Way to Die, please do. Um, me and Nate Bethay, we're two lefty veterans, along uh, same with Joe, uh, who talk about politics and military and, and whatnot. Uh, so, you know, we... We all have our, our, you know, give your money to Joe or give your money to me either way uh, and, and come join us in the Discord. We have a very popping Discord at this point in time. So really, that's what I want people to like. Give, give somebody some money and come into the Discord and start, uh, you know, join the discourse. The, dis- the Discord is the fucking Thunderdome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but everybody, thank you for donating to uh, the show. Uh, you keep us running. You pay for uh, research materials, of which I have way too many books now. Um, you help me feed and clothe Nick, and uh, you help me pay. <laughs> you help me pay for server space and uh, updating my office and getting more cardboard cutouts uh, so I could uh, represent my guests that I have on right now. Currently, you're Superman because that's the only one I have. 
<laughs> it, just get a whole like wall of fat heads so you can just move the desk and take pictures. <laughs> I'm gonna like have which to do fat that. head do you want to be? Is like, well, I want to be Spider Man today. I, I used to have a cardboard cutout of Tom Jane, but my dog ate it. Uh, it was Tom Jane as the <laughs> Punisher, so I'm gonna have to replace that. Uh, but everybody, thank you so much, and we'll see you in the next bonus episode.